You are listening to the WEI Network. The content and opinions of the following show are solely those of their show host. The WEI Network, its staff, and its affiliates are not responsible for its content. Any questions or comments should be made directly to those show hosts. Thanks for listening to the WEI Network. It's time for Peter's Living Room, heard here on the World Entertainment and Information Network. That's weinetwork.com. Conversations with local and national people of note. Politics, sports, entertainment, and more. Great guests. Tons of prizes that you'll just love. Join us for some of the most informative and entertaining conversation anywhere. And now, let's join Peter Ween in Peter's Living Room. Goslin. Brandon. Goslin. Um, Brandon... I, I guess I can say uh, you were pronounced dead. Yeah, yeah. So I guess, you know, somebody would say, well, did you see the light or anything? You know, I, I wish I had a cool story to tell you. I saw the light or something fantastic you see in the movies. Um, but all I can say is I don't remember 15 minutes before being pronounced dead to about yeah. a week and a half after. Right. You know, and, and it's funny. You hear that so often. Uh, you were in an accident. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, it was a four-wheeler um, accident. I remember I was in an accident years ago. Uh, I don't remember the accident. Yeah, I don't remember the, the day following the mm-hmm. a, the accident. Uh, I have the scars to remind me. <laughs> right, right. Same yeah, way. it's um, you black it out. Yeah, you just block it out. Um, you were celebrating high school. Yeah, we just it was nine days after I graduated high school. I was lucky enough to be valedictorian in my class, one of the top ten basketball yeah. players, state of Oklahoma for class B. Yeah. And we were just hanging out. You know, my friends and I, we don't drink. Uh, we are just, uh, I guess, good old boys from Oklahoma. And we were just yeah. celebrating, riding four-wheelers, camping out, and playing basketball. Yeah. And the nights was starting out really good, but it didn't turn out so hot. Right. How many kids were in your graduating class? Oh, I mean, there was a lot. I believe 16. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you know what? The reason I asked that was I told you I went to school in a small town in Kansas. Yeah, yeah. In Kansas. And... Uh, the, the male population was all from the east. The female <laughs> population was all Kansas, Nebraska, Colorado, oh you know, goodness. all Midwestern girls. And there was one girl there who told me she graduated seventh in her class. It turned out there were eight people oh that goodness. graduated. <laughs> so, uh, but say, hey, I'm seventh in my class. You know, I had 1,800 yeah, kids graduate. Yeah, 2,000 kids in your class. It's real impressive. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> knock on wood. I mean, thank goodness... You're here. Yes, there's a blessing. To be um, here. But one, when you regain consciousness and everything, right? What kind of state were you in? Oh man, it was it was something I've never experienced in my life for sure. So I went from being Mr. High School, you know, just graduating high school, yeah. to now I was pretty much at Mr. Hopeless. My doctors were explaining to me that I was now at a third grade mental capacity. And I could tell that I could hardly walk or even just simply march in place. Yeah. So, I mean, my life was completely turned upside down. I mean, my de- my doctors recommended that I, quote, unquote, postpone my academic endeavors. They said, Brandon, yeah. your life's never going to be the same. They said, Brandon, you really need to consider that life isn't going to be like the way it used to. And you just really need to take it easy. Did they give you hope or basically it was like, listen, you know. Well, you forget your dreams. I mean, I mean, doctors that they and you were third grade. Did you understand what they were telling you? Yeah, I, I, I was understanding because they were putting it. They're giving it to my level of understanding, right. of course. Um, but I was, I was listening to them, and they were 
being doctors, they have to be very conservative with their estimates, you know, because if they're wrong, they can get sued and all this other stuff. So, I mean, they were yeah. giving me, you know, Brandon, you know, you really need to take it easy. I mean, you need to take things slow, take it in, go to bed, you know, rest at home right. for a few months and maybe like, we'll just see it where it's going to be. Um, but it was not looking very promising at all. Right. Well, I would think you were an athlete. Yes, sir. At, I, I was, at least your body was in good physical shape. Yes, and we, we found out because um, I was able to recover fairly well afterwards, yeah. as we were we would find out. Um, my doctor said the reason why you were able to recover so swiftly is because you were such um, a great athlete in high school and you ate right. so well um, that your body was able to recover much faster than right. um, someone who wasn't as um, athletic. Okay, so let's fast forward. Mm -hmm. Not real fast, but yeah, go ahead. We'll fast forward. Okay, so you had this recuperation and rehab. Um, <laughs> time time frame uh but you did go to school yeah um so i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna be honest with the audience here um i'm not some superman um i'm an everyday person yeah um so whenever my doctors told me that my life has changed forever and like i need to take it easy i accepted it i just woke up from my life being transformed and i was going to trust the doctors right who went to school for fifty thousand years to become yeah. a doctor you know yeah. that um, could have been a mistake but right yeah. but so I, tr I trusted them you know and I accepted it. I was finally released to go home after my, I was in the hospital for about a month. I was finally released to go home. I'm laying in bed one day and I'm going through Facebook and Instagram and Google searching motivational quotes, inspirational right. quotes, because I needed something. I was down in the dumps. And I came across, across something that was from Steve Jobs and it pretty much says this. It says, when you realize that the people who are changing our world, the people who are influencing our society every single day yeah. are no smarter than you you'll realize you can do just the same. And that Strong that, words. that was a changing yeah. point in my life. I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the University of Oklahoma only three months after being pronounced dead, waking up to the third grade mental capacity, hardly having the ability to walk. If I fail, I fail. I don't care. I'm going to go. And I'll tell you what. I went, and I was doing tutoring. I was doing this and that, physical exercise every single day, trying to regain my abilities. And I thought I was doing hot. Uh -huh. Well, first semester midterm grades come around, and I'll tell you what, Peter, um, uh, it wasn't so hot. Uh, I, I was failing, and I, I'd never failed a class in my life, uh -huh. let alone get a B, and all of a sudden I was failing. So I did research on the brain because what had happened the night of my accident where I was going 55 miles per hour, landing on my face after hitting a deer without wearing a helmet. Uh -huh. <laughs> Mom wasn't too happy about that. Um, they discovered that I had a blood vessel burst by my basal ganglia. And your basal ganglia contains four main things in your life. Mm -hmm. It controls your voluntary movement, your cognitive capacity, your learning capabilities, and your memory. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So pretty much everything. Yeah, think about that one. You had to memorize that one. So everything that we use to function daily life was hit for me. Right. My doctor said, Brandon, after you have a severe traumatic brain injury like you had, you essentially get a new brain. So what I had to do is I had to relearn how to think, relearn how to memorize, and relearn how to learn to adapt to my new brain. Right. And I, I, I'll tell you what, it was a process. I had to put in the grind, quote unquote, and I doubled my tutoring. I doubled my studying time, you know. And Did by, you ever have moments where you were so frustrated you threw something against the wall? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, punched a hole in the wall? I never punched a hole in the wall, but I mean, I definitely got frustrated yeah. because you went from, you know, being able to do all this stuff to not doing it at right. all. Um, but I'll tell you what, Peter, I was absolutely blessed, and by the grace of God, I was able to finish that semester with a 4.0 GPA. 
Oh, fabulous. Um, it was it And was on awesome. time. You didn't it, lose yeah, time. No, I didn't lose any time. I actually graduated college. I'm in four years like I was supposed to on uh-huh. time in 2017 of May. Uh, actually, summa cum laude and a college athlete. Um, and it was just a real, it's a blessing to go through the process. And it was a blessing to have people there to support me and to kind of uh, share my story from here on out. University of Oklahoma. Right? University of Alumni. Oklahoma. And then, and then I transferred to Fried Hardeman University, which is in southwest Tennessee. It's a Christian college. Uh-huh. So I was at OU, loved the place, but I just felt like um, the Lord was tugging on my heart to transfer to Christian college because I also have aspirations um, to bring some opportunities to the country of I'm, Haiti. I'm glad you said that because you're known as an aspirational storyteller. Yes, sir. Um, so like I, I, got the, I got the idea of aspirational inspirations for one of my mentors he's here in delray beach his name is frank mckinney uh-huh. and he had me up in his uh treehouse office yes it's an office that's a treehouse overlooks the atlantic ocean it's that's the coolest wonderful. thing that's wonderful it is the that's coolest wonderful. thing and he said brand you know the difference between motivation inspiration and aspirations i said mr mckinney to me i think it's the same thing he said well it's actually not he said motivation is this motivation and inspiration you're going to lose them both they're going to come and go motivation is momentary he said it lasts about as long as a day. So whenever you wake up in the morning, you get dirt under your nails, you get scruff on your, on your clothing, and you go and take a shower. And while the soap is going down and the water is going down into the drain, there goes your motivation with it. Right. It's about 24 hours. He said, inspiration is longer. Inspiration is temporary. He said, Brandon, you're fair-skinned, you're a ginger, uh, you're redhead and fair-skinned. He said, I imagine you get sunburns. I said, well, I'll tell you what, leave me in the sun for about an hour and a half and come back beat red. Yeah. And he was Lobster like, boy, huh? exactly right. Yeah. He said, inspirations, those are temporary. It lasts about as long as a bad sunburn, you know, five to seven days. I said, okay. I said, well, what about aspirations? He said, exactly. That's where the change is. He said, aspirations, those are DNA altering. When you find something that you have as an aspiration for, it'll change your entire DNA to where when you feel down in the dumps, you're still going to aspire to that thing that you right. have. And that really helped change my, my idea. So that's why I say aspirational storyteller. One, because I'm afraid of speaking. I don't like speaking in front of people, but I don't mind telling stories. I love telling stories to people. So I do aspirational because it's DNA altering and storyteller because I'm not, I'm, not I'm not a good speaker, but I'm a good storyteller. Okay, so your storytelling, your aspirational yes, storytelling, um, you kind of concentrate on the younger generation, right? School age. Yeah, so my focus and my passion lies in the age between eighth grade and sophomore in college because I feel like that's where I can bring my expertise and my knowledge of how to overcome certain things, how to develop um, certain characteristics to help provide you for a better path whenever you go and graduate college and go on to your own career and just kind of give them a basic layout of how to really be the best you can at that age because it's a very crucial age that can make or break you. Uh, and you know what? It, it definitely is. It's a very important time frame in the, the building, the character building, intelligence yes, of people. Um, so basically, you're trying to put them on a path so when they hit their 30s and 40s, they're not trying to undo all the mistakes Ex- they made while they were in school. Exactly right. And for the past five years of my life, I've been traveling all across the United States meeting yeah. with hundreds of mentors of mine. And I, I don't exaggerate. They really are. Um, I mean, I have mentors and now business partners. Some of them used to be former partners of Steve Jobs. Uh, one of them used to be chair of a $10 billion company. So I take all these aspects from all these incredible people that have been successful and interpret it to where people um, who are students who are in eighth grade to sophomore years in college, they can apply those characteristics and those attributes to their life so they can be set on the right path to success. 
Tell me about Jim DeFelice. Oh, yeah, Jim DeFelice. Um, he is the author and uh, director of the yeah. movie American Sniper. It right. came back back in 2012, around that time. Yeah, about five years uh, ago. Yeah, around yeah. that time it came out. And he gives me a call January of 2018. He says, is this Brandon Gosling? I said, yes, sir, it is. Who's this? He's like, this is Jim DeFelice, American Sniper. I said, what? I'm like, kind of pulling myself <laughs> back a little bit. I'm like, sir, why, why are you calling me? He's like, well, um, I'm writing a new book with Tanya, or T- I'm sorry, Taya. Taya, who is the uh, the widow of the main character in American Sniper. Right. And he said, we're writing a book together called American Spirit. And what's going to do is going to feature 30 Americans who have, over, who have overcome some tragedies in their life, who, who have overcome some obstacles, and are really focusing their lives on pushing people forward, pushing their community forward in different aspects. And he said, we came across your, your uh, video that's on Facebook, uh, sponsored by the Jimmy Rain Foundation, mm-hmm. which is a scholarship that I received. Right. Um, and he said, we really want to have you in our book. And I was like, that's humbling. And I'll tell you, what, it would be an honor, I said. So we did some interviews and stuff like that. So the book's coming out um, April 2nd, 2019. And you oh, can, a you can, months, a yeah. couple of months, yeah. So it's, you can pre order right now. It's on Amazon, a whole bunch of different platforms. Just type in American Spirit uh-huh. and then uh, Jim DeFelice, and it'll pop right up. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. You're going to. I'm sure you're getting you got you got, you're gonna get your copy right. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely getting copies. And whenever I go to speak to Merry to, Christmas, people here. Exactly. Have a book. Yeah. Whenever I go speaking at, at events, I sell the book and I like I right. write a little um, quote in it for like the students uh-huh. that I give it to and stuff like that. I mean, one, one of the things going back to the speaking is um, I, I critique my speech that that directly um, to that audience. So I don't use the same speech over and over. You I use the same. I it. customize yeah. it because I don't want it just to be another speech for the students right. here. I want right. it to be um, DNA altering. You know, right. help them get those aspirations in their life. Right. So and the junior high school kid's going to get a different speech than the high school. Exactly. Kid. And then if you're a group in an urban area, yeah. it's different than a rural area. Right. And then at the end of my, every single one of my speeches for that that age group, I offer a two hundred fifty dollars scholarship to one of the students who who goes through the application. It's a simple application I have for them, uh-huh. um, but because I know what it's like to be broke, I know what it's like to be uh-huh. in college. I know what it's like to be broke and in college. Yeah. And getting a scholarship yeah. is huge, especially where I grew up from, which was a one bedroom house with six people living in it. Uh-huh. So I mean, I'm really big on helping people achieve their dreams and being financially able to do it. Before your accident, right before this life-altering change or path. Yes, sir. Um, You graduated high school. What did you think you were going to do with life? Yeah, so my life looked like I was just going into the finance field. I was going to get my major at OU in finances, Mm -hmm. be a stockbroker, a manager, something like that, uh, hedge funds, whatever it was. I'm really focused on myself, to be honest with Uh you. And now my life is more focused on bringing value to others and helping others achieve their aspirations in life. Very cool. Um, You've got a website. Yes, sir. Which is? BrandonGoslin.com. G-O? G-O-S-S-E-L-I-N, as in Nancy. And your whole story's there. Um, your link to YouTube. And- yeah, YouTube's there, LinkedIn's there, Instagram's there. Uh-huh. Everything that you can wonder is going to be there. Uh, we have Right now it's the landing page, but by next week we're going to have the full-blown uh, website ready and going. Uh-huh. It offers all my services that I offer uh-huh. and different things like that. Yeah, very cool. And I'm sure if people just got, uh, Google your name, they'll yeah. find all your social yeah. media. And, yeah, they just you know, Google Brandon Gosling and you'll find quite a bit. Uh, what an interesting story. Um I think I think I covered what was important.
important. Um, I, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very happy for you. you. The fact that uh, not only did you have the fortitude to overcome what you overcame, but uh, the, the medical, the stuff that was not in your control. Yes, sir. Fell the right way for you. Yes, sir. Uh, basically. Yeah, by, by the grace of God, it was yeah. all able to fall into place. And now are you living in South Florida? Are you still living in yeah. Oklahoma? I'm living in Boca Raton, Florida. Right. So, I mean, it's it's much better weather than Oklahoma. Because I went, I went back there last week. Uh, you were in not only snow, Tornado Alley. Yeah. yeah. You know, the crazy thing about it, Peter, is I lived in Oklahoma for 18, 19 years of my entire life. Yeah. Never once saw a tornado. I'm probably the only person in Oklahoma that has never seen a tornado. I was in Kansas for two years. I stayed at the school for two years. Yeah. Uh, and I did see a tornado. See, you already got me beat. I've never and seen one. And people tell me, you're living in South Florida. You're crazy. You get hurricanes. I said, well, listen, this was before last year. Yeah. I said, listen, it's been 10 years. I said, I'd rather, I've been in a tornado. I've been in an earthquake. Oh, yeah. I've been in blizzards. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been in a tsunami. That was, no, thank oh, goodness. Yeah, no joke. Uh, I said, I'll take a hurricane. I know it's coming. I could prepare. Yeah. Uh, when I got the uh, the alarm for the tornado, we had like three minutes. <laughs> yeah. And earthquake, you don't have any. Exactly right. So I, I, I'll take the I'll take a hurricane <laughs> yeah. any, any day of the week. Uh, again, uh, the website is brandongoslin.com. I thank you for coming in. Uh, great story. I wish you a lot of continued success. Thank you, Peter. And uh, hopefully there are schools and organizations out there that are listening and will get in touch with you. Yeah, I'm, right now I'm booking... Be an aspirational. Yes, sir. Right now I'm booking it. different uh, speaking events for graduations. Yeah. So um, I have about 10, 10 high schools reaching out to me right now. So if, you're, if you want to... Listeners, if you're wanting me to come to your high school graduation, um, definitely reach out to me. All right, very cool. Thanks for coming in. You're listening to Peter's Living Room here on the World Entertainment and Information Network. It's Thursday, so we are in Boca Raton at the Transmedia Building, and we've got plenty of afternoon to go. So don't go away. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be back with more afternoon. Hang in there, everybody. We'll be right back. You are listening to the World Entertainment and Information Network, weinetwork.com. Recognized as one of the leaders in the emerging world of internet radio, we are a global multimedia network bringing you the best in talk, entertainment, and community broadcasting, reaching all corners of the world. The WEI Network broadcasts around the clock seven days a week and can be heard on your computer, your smartphone, and now your automobile. Make sure to sign up on Facebook.com so the World Entertainment and Information Network is here to inform and entertain you. WEINetwork.com The WEI Network is happy to announce that we'll be broadcasting the Cannabis Conversation live from the Community Cannabis Center in Delray Beach, Florida. The show will air Wednesdays at 3 p.m. on WEINetwork.com. We'll be talking about... CBD oils, medical marijuana, the myths, the truths behind the product, how it can help you, and we'll be talking with people who have success stories and testimonials about taking the treatments and how it has helped their quality of life. Don't forget, log on to weinetwork.com, Wednesdays, 3 p.m., for the Cannabis Conversations, live from the Community Cannabis Center in Delray Beach, Florida. 
Hey everyone, this is Garrett Stevens. Please join me every Thursday night from 10 to 11 here on the WEI Network. Hi everybody and welcome to the Daily Grind. I am your host, Colin Morgan, and five days a week, I aim to motivate, educate, and inspire you to live the life of your dreams. I interview some of the most successful and inspiring people along with sharing insight of my own in order for you to not only be successful in what you're doing, but prosper in business and life. This show is for grinders, people who don't just have dreams, but are willing to lay it all on the line and grind for what they want. Welcome everyone to The Daily Grind. And this is this is the quote that kind of was was the the turning point I would say at this point in my life, and I came across a quote, and the quote pretty much said this, and it was by Steve Jobs: "When you realize that the people who are changing our world, the people that are influencing our society every single day, are no smarter than you, you will realize that you can do just the same." Success comes to those who ask for help and understand they don't have all the answers. People who do things differently and don't continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. If you're tired of making those same mistakes and you are one of those smart people out there, one of those few who understand that you need help, what I am doing is giving away a free 15-minute coaching call to every single one of you on The Daily Grind. So feel free to check out the link, book a free 15-minute call. I look forward to speaking with you. On today's episode of The Daily Grind, everyone, uh, we have a very special guest. His name is Brandon Goslin. Brandon is one of those few people in life who when you hear their story, um, it really kind of gives you goosebumps, shakes you to your core. It, it really teaches you a lot about yourself. And uh, I'm going to let you just kind of listen to this episode, learn more from it. But uh, as always, be sure to grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, sit back and really dive deep in this episode that I do here with Mr. Brandon Goslin. Enjoy everyone. Well, Brandon Goslin, welcome to the Daily Grind. How are you today? Hey, man, it's an honor to be here. I'm doing great. We're all super excited that you're here, Brandon. And say for some listeners out there being first introduced to you today, uh, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of in your own words, sharing a little bit more of who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, so my name is Brandon Goslin. Uh, my main passion in life is motivational speaking, where you know I go and keynote different leadership events, whether it's camps or whether it's universities. Um, that's my main passion. But I mean, in addition to that, I do some consulting. I do um, a different industries, biotech, tech, real estate. And I've kind of diversified myself in the business world and have some really great mentors. Um, I'll tell you what, the importance of mentors is really way up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, some, some of my mentors right now, I have two former partners of Steve Jobs, um, a guy who used to be the chair of a $10 billion company. And they're not only my mentors now, but now they're some of my business partners. Wow. Um, so just... Wow. Yeah, getting mentors, I mean, I can't even focus enough on those kind of things. Um, but yeah, that's who I am. I'm from Burlington, Oklahoma, which is a town of 150 people. And I'll tell you what, there's not much to do there, man. Uh, <laughs> it will pretty much riding four-wheelers and playing basketball and camping out in our free time. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit about me from, from Oklahoma. No doubt. Well, Brandon, before we kind of talk a little bit about what you're doing now, let's build some context. Um, 
Let's talk about like how did you grow up? Where did you grow up? I know you said Burlington. What was your childhood like? Like walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, so I grew up in a town of 150 people, which is Burlington, Oklahoma. Um, I, I come from a very, uh, I would say, humble beginnings. Uh, the first house that my family lived in whenever I was born was one bedroom, and we had six people living in there total. So I have two older brothers, an oldest sister, and then my mom and dad. Um, so I mean, I, I grew up very humbly, um, but it, we, I didn't know any, like, I didn't know any different. Like what we had was what I was used to. So I didn't know, like. In Oklahoma, we're kind of sheltered. You know, we don't know all these yeah. big things um, that are out there. Like, you know, I'm living in Boca Raton, Florida now. Like, Palm Beach is 30 minutes away. And that's the complete opposite world of what I grew <laughs> up in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I grew up. The community I grew up in, I'll tell you what, man, Colin, it is like Mayberry, uh, you know, from the, the old TV yeah, show. Yeah, totally. Uh, it, I mean, the community there, there supports you, love on you. And, like, if someone in our community, their house burned down, you would have pretty much everyone in the community seeing how they could help, offering food for the meals, um, hop, offering to help, uh, you know, pay some bills and whatever it is, man. But just the community that I grew up in, that's kind of what built me to who I am today, basing me in my morals and my ethics and just my overall persona of who I am today. You also played some sports growing up, right? Yeah, man. I, I, in Burlington, we don't have too many sports. All we got is uh, <laughs> basketball and track, man. Um, so, I mean, I was, of course, in both of those. Uh, I went to state and track, and I went to state and basketball, uh, both. Um, but in basketball, I was lucky enough um, to go from my junior year, where I was averaging seven points and uh, six rebounds, to my senior year, I was averaging 18 points and 12 rebounds, and I was lucky enough to be one of the top 10 basketball players in the state of Oklahoma for Class B. Um, so that was really humbling and really an honor to kind of be at that level where, you know, I wasn't too good at basketball, but I put the grind in yeah. on the summer between junior and senior year. And I was just, uh, I was lucky enough to get to where I was able to be. Yeah. Looking back on it now, like, what do you think, how do you think sports kind of prepared you for what you're doing now? Well, first, uh, my coach, uh, coach Randy Turney, he's now he's in Oklahoma, uh, in the, the Oklahoma coaches hall of fame. And uh, he took our team of seven, seven guys. Um, we wow. weren't the most talented group. Uh, we're just farmers, you know, we're not that talented. <laughs> but he took a group of seven guys, and we went to the state tournament that year. Um, and, man, we were just blessed to be at the state tournament. But in, in basketball, we, we were taught, you know, teamwork, the, the, the point of working together and how, how important that is and mm -hmm. understanding each other's roles um, and relying and trusting that the other person or your teammates will be um, able to do what you know they're told to do or they said that they'd be able to do whether that's blocking out or rebounding like they're supposed to whatever it is um that's kind of where you kind of understand the basic uh roles that people should have and if they're able to uphold them in addition to that you also get some leadership skills in there because i mean i was the team or co-team captain uh, me and the other senior were the team captains and uh we we Although we were small, we had a lot on our shoulders because the boys that year, we weren't supposed to go um, past districts, which is like there's four levels to get to state, and we weren't, we weren't supposed to get past the first level. And the girls, yeah. they were supposed to get to state. And, um, but, you know, with some luck and some, some pretty uh, hard work in, in there, we were able to end up going to state. And, uh, and, and this, I would say a lot of it was doing what had to do with our coach. Um, because he, he not only cared about us on the court, but he cared about us off the court. And he taught us the importance of having a strong faith. He taught us the importance of doing well in class because we were state academic champs four years in a row. Um, wow. So we not only had a good, uh, a good basketball program going to state three years in a row, but also being sta state academic champs four years in a row. So our coach, Coach Turner, he really um, taught us how to be 
um, successful both on and off the court, which, I mean, that applies to all aspects of life. You can't just be good at one area of your life. You can't just be good at in your business life, right? You have to be good in your personal life also because the way that the business world is going is, is starting to merge to where, especially if you're an entrepreneur, it's starting to merge where your personal life kind of becomes your business life. And just understanding that you have to be um, kind, you have to be able to balance both of those, but understand that they kind of overlap each other as well. Yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, throughout the years, you've gained a lot of wisdom and you've learned a lot of lessons. I mean, growing up in a town of 150, I got more people in my building here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one bedroom, you know, all of a sudden you, you do really well in academics, you're doing well in sports, but something happens, right? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, something life-changing happened to me. It was um, nine days after I graduated high school. So it would have been uh, May 25th, 2013. Mm -hmm. And we were, I was hanging out with my friends, you know, kind of celebrating that we're finished with high school and everything. And we, my friends and I, we didn't drink or anything or party that much. So we just we rode four-wheelers and went camping. Yeah. And that yeah. night, whenever we were camping, I uh, was riding four-wheelers uh, at the time. And it was about 11 o'clock at night. You know, it's a clear summer sky in northwest part of Oklahoma. So it was rather warm. Um, and the wind blowing through my hair going 55 miles an hour on this ATV. And, man, out of nowhere, it was crazy. Out of nowhere came a deer and collided with that bad boy head on. Now, understandably, wow. it was dark. Um, we couldn't see besides the headlight on the four-wheeler, which was hardly nothing, and the stars in the sky. So I hit a deer. And instantly, I'm ejected. Um, from the four-wheeler going 55 miles an hour, land directly on my face because wow. I wasn't wearing a helmet or any protective gear. I was in basketball shorts and um, a bro tank. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I got a lot of scratches, a lot of bruises, and then landed on my face. And one of my uh, one of my best friends that was on the four-wheeler four with me, I had two of them, Reno Talbot and Jonathan Armbruster at the time. And uh, they were okay whenever they were launched off the four-wheeler um, they had some scrapes and some gashes and stuff like that. But for the most part, they could walk around. But for me, I was laying in the middle of the road. And uh, Jonathan came over, and he looked down, and he noticed a few things, man. Um, he noticed, one, that um, I had a big gash in the side of my face where I almost lost my entire left eye. Um, I wasn't moving, and, Colin, I wasn't even breathing. And, dude, he looks up, and he starts screaming, guys, 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 Brandon's dead. And I mean, I'm out this entire time. I woke, I woke up in the hospital about nine days later and started to kind of understand and comprehend what was going on. And this is kind of how it was, Colin. My doctors were telling me that I was now at a third grade mental capacity and hardly wow. having the ability to walk. Yeah, man. Uh, it is. It was crazy because, like, my life for me, it, it it's it completely switched. I went from being Mr. High School, you know, a valedictorian in my class, top ten basketball player, to now I would say, and I said, I'm um, at the time, I'm Mr. Hopeless. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, I I my doctors were telling me my life was never going to be the same. I need to take it easy. I need to postpone my academic endeavors. They're like, this is it. Like, you just got to deal with it, pretty much. Yeah. And, Colin, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm not Superman. Um, I can't say that, no, I was Superman, and I said, I could do it. <laughs> Dude, I accepted it. Uh, like, I just woke up to this whole new world, and I knew doctors went to school forever, so, I mean, let's take their advice, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I took their advice. I took it easy. I was doing my rehab in the hospital, and I was there in the hospital for about a month, and I was finally released to go home, 
And I'm laying in bed one night, you know, just feeling the drag, you know, my life turned upside down, going through third grade mental capacity, hardly able to walk and just, you know, reflecting. And I'm like, man, I got to get some motivation in my life. Um, so, I mean, I was looking at Instagram, Google, YouTube, trying to find motivational, inspirational quotes and movies and all this other jazz. And then Colin, this is, this is the quote that kind of was, was the, the turning point, I would say, at this point in my life. And I came across a quote, and the quote pretty much said this, and it was by Steve Jobs. Okay. And it's cool because now, uh, kind of fast-forwarding a little bit on side note, two, two of uh, Steve Jobs' former business partners are now my business partners. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I got lucky. Um, but going back to the quote that kind, of, that kind of changed my life around, it's this. When you realize that the people who are changing our world, the people that are influencing our society— every single day are no smarter than you, you will realize that you can do just the same. Hmm. And man, that was it. That's where I was like, you know what? I took English. I was, I did pretty good in English that you included me. Little old me where I grew up from nothing. My life was turned upside down. I did not have the best physical abilities, mental abilities. I was like, I don't care. I'm going to go to the university of Oklahoma. And if I fail, I fail. So, I mean, I had that mentality. I had that, that drive at that point, and I'm like, let's do this. So, I mean, I went to the University of Oklahoma three months after being pronounced dead, yeah. um, after waking up to, wow. the, to all these new things that I had to deal with. And uh, it was – I thought I was doing good, man. Uh, I thought – I mean, I was in the gym every day. I was getting tutoring and all this other stuff to help with my mental capacity and whatnot. And it, it, the first semester, um, mid-semester grades come out. And, you know, I'm feeling kind of pumped. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm doing pretty good in school, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, I get, Colin, I get my, uh, my grades back and I'm failing a class, man. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, I've, I've never failed a class in my entire life up to this point, let alone even get a B in high school. <laughs> now it's failing. And I'm just like, come on, man, you're killing me. Um, so at that point, I, I, I remember my doctor telling me that whenever you have a severe traumatic brain injury that I had that night, um, you essentially get a new brain. So I did some hmm. research. I looked at some of my, uh, my, um, my scans from whenever I was in the hospital, my brain scans, stuff like that. So I wanted to figure out what was going on. And I found out that a blood vessel had burst in my brain by my basal ganglia that night whenever I came to, con to contact wow. with the concrete. And so I did research because I had no idea what the basal ganglia is. And it's pretty much – it controls four main things in your life, Colin. Okay. It controls your voluntary movement, mm -hmm. your cognitive capacity, your learning capabilities. Oh, yeah, and your memory. <laughs> so <laughs> everything that we use to function in day-to-day -day life was, was hit for me. So essentially what I had to do to get back on the game mentally is I had – to relearn how to think, I had to relearn how to memorize, and Colin, I essentially had to relearn how to learn. Um, so I mean, I put in the grind even more. So my studying and my tutoring, I mean, it doubled. And I like, I kept going to office hours, I kept getting help with uh, with school, and that's all this other stuff. And Colin, I'll tell you what, it was a blessing and it was very humbling, um, because at the end of that semester for my freshman year, my first semester, I was able to get a 4.0 GPA, man. Wow. Uh, it was, it was, I was definitely blessed. So you go through this, I mean, you're pronounced dead, 
right? Doctors tell you yeah. that slow down, don't do it, but you didn't you You're didn't give good. into that. You know, like you you didn't give into it. What like looking well, back I, at it at, how, at first I, I did give into it, Colin. Yeah. I did give into it, but then that's when I kind of had to kind of focus on, you know, the rest of the world, realizing that I'm not the only one that goes through struggles. Mm. And I'm not the only one that has things that I have to deal with. There are other people out there that have to go through things too. So it was selfish of me to think of poor little old me, I can't do it. When there are people every single day overcoming things as great or even greater what I had to do. So I kind of had to take that selfishness out of myself and that self-pity and kind of turn it into self-compassion and understanding. Ah, that's so good. And I think that a lot of people can resonate with that because, you know, I have friends and everyone does, right? You get so consumed in your own world and you think that what you're going through is worse than others, but you, you're not actually thinking about what others are going through. Like how, did, how at that time, like how did you, how did you have that belief in you to keep pushing? Even when you're failing that class, you're working hard, you think you're doing well, you see that mark, you're like, wow, I'm failing. How did you continuously have that belief in yourself to keep pushing forward? Well, I, I think that goes back to, to or I haven't mentioned this yet, but it goes to surrounding yourself with a group of people, a, mm. a support system. And I'm not talking about just cheerleaders, but I'm, people, I'm talking about people who can be realistic with you and people who can keep you on track and accountable. Like for me, I, I surround myself with people who affirm me, reaffirm me, and confirm me not only who I am, but who I'm going to be. Mm. And that has played so such good. a crucial role. Because, I mean, at the time, at the University of Oklahoma, my main support group while I was at the university, because I was three hours away from home, my main support group was um, a group called the President's Leadership Class. It's the top 100 students out of the over 4,000 students at the University of Oklahoma freshman class. Okay. And like these students, they had no idea what I went through. All they could see was this big gash in the side of my face, <laughs> and that you know my my physical ability to walk because I was a little off. Um, but like they had no idea, and they were just high quality people that just they naturally just affirmed and reaffirmed and confirmed me like where I was going and who I am. And that is such a crucial part. I don't, I'm not talking about getting yourself or getting people surrounding you saying, Oh, you're doing the best. You're doing the best. You're the best. And like your cheerleaders, those are necessary, but you can't have that be all you have. You have to have people to keep you accountable, people to push you and people to be realistic with you saying, look, yes. you know, here are some strategies to go about how you truly want to to do these great things in your life. Here are some strategies. And that's why I say mentors come into play because, Colin, I'll be honest with you, man. I have about five to ten intimate mentors I can go to for anything, 15 to 20 I can go to um, for here and there, and about you know 75 others that I, I listen to, you know, listening to your podcast or listening to like Ty Lopez and just different people like that. Yeah, you so know mentors, what? I, so I appreciate you putting me in there. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> definitely an honor, man. So you finished university. Where did you think you were headed in terms of your next stage in life, in terms of your professional career? Did you envision you would be an entrepreneur and a speaker? Or did you feel like there was another path for you at that time? Oh, yeah. So in... in in Oak, the University of Oklahoma, I spent three semesters there, and like I fell in like I love the University of Oklahoma, man. And my plans were to get my you know finance degree, get into stocks and all the other stuff, and then about mid semester um, of my first semester, my sophomore year, so this would be my third semester at OU, 
I, I just felt like the Lord was tugging at me saying, you know, look into Christian colleges because I've always wanted um, to be a missionary ever since I was a little boy. And um, I just didn't know how that would look. Or I wanted to do missions in some way, some way or form. Okay. And I felt like going to a Christian university was the best route for me at the time. So what I did is I ended up transferring to a Christian university called Fried Hardeman University. And that was located in southwest Tennessee in a town called Henderson. Now, this is the complete opposite of University of Oklahoma. Fried Hardeman, you know, school of about 1,500 students, very strict, um, and a Christian school. And you had University of Oklahoma, where I spent three semesters at, you know, very large university, yeah. you know, big in sports and all these other things. So I was going to the complete opposite type of school. But whenever I got to Fried Hardeman University, that's kind of where a lot of my different um, – my plans at OU started to change. Where whenever I got to Fried Hardeman, I started to have more of a people focus. Mm. I started to focus more on bringing value to people and helping people achieve their dreams and whatnot. And I'm actually, I started an initiative. It was a nonprofit to bring opportunity to the country of Haiti and worked on for two and a half years. Um, I spent, I mean, I traveled over 150,000 miles for this thing, all on my own dime, meeting with 200 plus people, people in the White House, you know former U.S. ambassadors, the embassy of Haiti there in D.C. I mean, I've met with hundreds of people. Yeah. And I just—you see, this is this is the part. Sometimes whenever you put in the grind, it seems like it, it was for nothing um, because I had to close the doors on that back in December of 2018, so not too long ago. I had to close the doors on that nonprofit because it just didn't, wasn't able to take off. Yeah. And I just reached out to um, another group who's really, really big in the country of Haiti, and they recognized my expertise, and they recognized the initiative that we had could really bring a lot to the country of Haiti. And they are considering me uh, considering me to join their team, which, I mean, these people are very, very big in the philanthropic world um, across the entire world. Um, so I was humbled to kind of see, like, my, my, my grind didn't pay off the way that I was hoping for it to, but in the, in the long run, it's starting to look like it may pay off in another way. So, I mean— Sometimes we, we think we're putting in the grind for nothing, and then it gets to a point where it looks like it was for nothing, but all of a sudden we realize and we have an opportunity where we understand the grind we put in is actually being put to use. Uh, you know, I think that's so good, and one of my favorite quotes is, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I'm a true believer that people recognize, even if you fail at a business venture, even if you're in a position that you don't want to be in, if you're a good mm -hmm. person, you do right by other people, you work hard, you do the best you can, you will get noticed. Oh yeah, man, that's that's so true. And like, just the people that I've I've been able to be mentored by and now partnering with, that's one of the things they notice. Hmm. I mean, they notice that I'm trustworthy. They know that I hold my word. Um, they know that I'm very organized. Um, that's one thing that's that one of my million dollar mentors, um, or she's a decamillionaire. She's like, if you yeah. want to be successful, get organized. Um, so I mean. They, they recognize these, these small, I call them soft skills, that are so underappreciated in today's world that pe like the people who are, I see performing the best, like you and like you know, Tony Robbins and all these great people, like they have great soft skills. They're great talking with people. They can make you feel important whenever you're in a conversation with them. So I kind of like learned those skills um, at a young age through the community I was in, and people are noticing them, them now, and they're like, you could be a great asset, and you can bring value to our organization or our initiative, whatever it may be. A hundred percent. And I, th you know, you talk mentors, I preach mentors all the time. And yeah. say, you know, for you, you like you said, you have Decamillionaire, you have a whole bunch of mentors that you've been able to, to kind of be in your corner to help you. 
for people out there who are looking at getting mentors or who know they should, but maybe don't know how to approach someone that they want to view as a mentor, like what are some tricks? What are some things you did? Oh yeah, man, for sure. So like growing up in nowhere, Oklahoma, the only mentors that I had access to were farmers and I wasn't (laughs) going into farming. Um, So, I mean, that's where it just came up to starting to build who you are first. So my, what I say is build your, build who you are first, be confident in who you are and display that very well. So, I mean, get, develop those soft skills where you can make someone in a meeting feel like they're a million dollars. Um, yeah. Because whenever you meet with somebody um, who, whose net worth is $800 million, like I met with before, like they, they get talked to all the time. They get praised all the time. But if you can really can make a connection with them and don't see them as some superstar but just as a normal human being but at the same time make them feel incredible – like that's that's a delicate way to go about doing it. But once you master that, you can get these mentors. And like some little strategic ways that I get mentors is, um, for example, one of my mentors, she's in Ocala, Florida. She's the decamillionaire that I mentioned about getting mm-hmm. organized. And she came to an event there in Oklahoma City. And um, I was determined to do an internship for this for this lady. So I had before I went to for, before I went to the event. I had three resumes ready to give to her and she was leaving the event and I chased her down in the parking lot and I was like, look, I want to intern for you. I will fly all the way to Florida from Oklahoma and be your mentor for free. Like I want to learn from you. And boom, at that moment, like she was like, we'll consider it, you know, and I get an email a month later saying, hey, we want you to come intern for us. Wow. And like that opened the door Who because after um, I worked for her, interned for her, word of mouth, man, she's connected with a guy who builds, his name is Frank McKinney. And he builds oceanfront properties here for the ultra wealthy um, in, in Palm Beach and Broward County area, man. And he, he's not only successful in that aspect, but he's also building his 27th and 28th self-sustaining village in the country of Haiti. Wow. Yeah, so he, he's very big on you know perfecting your craft um, professionally, but also spiritually in your higher calling. Um, so Frank McKinney is another one of my mentors I look up to. And I mean, it's it's funny. Uh, Frank McKinney kind of go off subject real quick, um, but he <laughs> his office is in a treehouse. Really? His office in a treehouse that overlooks the Atlantic Ocean, man. Wow. Yeah, How the hell did he get that? <laughs> well, I mean, he he, he built it right, um, yeah. and so like he built this treehouse that overlooks his mansion or it overlooks the the Atlantic Ocean there um, on the A one A. And uh, he had me in there, and he's like, Brandon, I was I was able to get a, a quick meeting with him for some advice. He's like, Brandon, do you understand the difference between motivation, inspiration, and aspirations? And I said, you know, Mr. McKinney, I feel like they're the same thing. Hmm. And he's like, actually, this is where a lot of people get that wrong. And this is where people fall into the pits. And this is where people get lost on their journey because they don't understand the difference between motivation, inspiration, and aspiration. He goes on to explain to me, Colin, he said, motivation is, I'm sorry, he said, motivation and inspiration, they're temporary and they're momentary and they're going to leave. He said, you need to come to understanding that you're going to lose motivation, you're going to lose inspiration, and it's okay. He said, motivation is momentary. He said, it lasts about as long as, he said, well, whenever you wake up in the morning, you start your day, you you get your your grind on, you get your your, your, uh, dirt under your nails, and you start to get a little dirty, right? But whenever you go uh, at home and you start to shower and you start scrub-a-dubbing, you know, with your soap and whatnot, <laughs> um, you start to wash it off. All the, the dirt from the day, the grind from the day, all of your motivation from the day goes down 
the drain with it. He said motivation mm. lasts about a day. He said now inspiration's a little bit longer, and it's temp. He said that's temporary. He said inspiration is temporary. He said inspiration lasts about as long as a bad sunburn. Now, Colin, I don't know about you, but I am uh, a ginger, and I get burned quite well whenever I go to the beach here in I'm Florida. Not, I'm not good with the sun either. <laughs> hey, man, it's <laughs> a I'll tell you what. Um, but he said inspiration lasts, lasts about as long as a bad sunburn. He said five to seven days, if you're lucky, you'll get you got that much out of an inspiration. He said, yeah. but once you come to understanding that you motivation, inspiration, that they're going to be gone before too long, that, that's good. He said, but this is where your life starts to change. He said, you need to understand the importance of aspirations, Brandon. Hmm. He said, aspirations, those are DNA altering. He said, whenever you discover your aspiration in life, whenever you understand what you want in life and that you're going to stop at nothing to get there. He said, you'll have off days. You'll have days where you don't want to get up. You'll have days where you don't want to do anything. You'll have that motivation gone, the inspiration gone, but you will never lose your aspiration because that's what is per- that's perpetuating you to the greater tomorrow of who you know you're going to be. And just having that, that understanding of motivation, inspiration, aspiration, it really was another good like pushing point for me in my, my career. Oh man, that's gold right there. And for people listening, if you missed that at any point, rewind and listen to that because that is so very important. I absolutely love that. Now, lastly for you, Brandon, like everything you've done, where you've come from, what you've been through, what you've accomplished, I'm wondering if you could go back and speak to a 15-year-old Brandon. I'm wondering what you would tell yourself. Man, what would I tell myself? Um, honestly, I, I, I would reinforce the importance of what I was learning as, as a student mm. um, there growing up. Um, I would reinforce the importance of, of carrying myself well, um, understanding how to handle myself in situations because, because people realize how you handle situations. Do you blow up? Um, whenever you get angry, yeah. no one wants to work with someone who's going to blow up over the little, littlest things. You know, we're in a time of society where someone can do something just as good as you, but with a better attitude. So you mm, better watch so what true. you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just that and the understanding of, of, of continue on with being respectful and, and building trust with people and holding to your word um, and just really caring about people, man. That's where it's at. I mean, all I'm starting to see a, a trend going on with all these big people, these big names out there. And it's it's synonymous, man. You have to care about people, yeah. And you want to have to bring value to these people, not sell them some product, not sell them this or that, but truly bring value to them, and just really care about them. And like that's what I would I would tell my 15 year old self, just really stressing the importance of continuing to build on that, so I could be at like even steps ahead where I am right now, to where I could, uh, you know. I think that's something that everybody needs to really implement and focus on in their life, not trying to build your, some tech skills or some Facebook marketing skills, because that'll take care of itself if you're one heck of a person that people can trust and admire. So true. And Brandon, what are you excited about right now? I know you got uh, big things on the go, but what are you super excited about right now? Oh man, I'll tell you what, this is what I'm excited about right now. All right, so back in January of 2018, I got a random phone call by a guy named Jim DeFelice. Now, some people know Jim or Mr. DeFelice um, as the author and director of American Sniper. And I'm, I'm like, wow. is this who I'm talking to? And he's like, yeah, that's who, this is who I am. And he's like, Brandon, um, we, we noticed that you have a video floating around Facebook 
that was done by the Jimmy Rain Foundation telling about your inspirational story that you have. And he said, Taya and I, Taya is, is the widow of the main character in American Sniper. He said, Taya and I are writing a new book called American Spirit. And it tells a story of about 30 Americans um, who have done extraordinary things um, for their communities and their nation at large, but have overcome incredible circumstances just to get there. He said, we want to feature you in, in our book. And I'm just like, man, at this point, I'm like, holy smokes, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, so, I mean, this, this, this book is it's coming amazing. out April 2nd. Yeah, I mean, I was so blessed whenever I got that. Was, it was very humbling, I'll tell you that. Um, but it's coming out April 2nd. You can pre-order your copy right now, man. Uh, it, it's just super humbling to be just mentioned with those names um, because I feel like what I did, um, I'll be honest with you, Colin, I 100% believe this. What I did and what I was able to overcome, anybody can do it. I'm not some mm. superhero. I'm not some superhuman being that has apps like the most incredible story of all the world. No, no, no. I'm just like everyday people. There's nothing special about me. The only, the only thing that separates people who don't do it and who do do it are the people that say I can instead of I can't. Yes. I mean, that's just one thing that just I want people to realize that there's nothing special about me. Anybody can overcome their circumstances. They need to have a good strategy. They need to have mentors. They need to have a support system to affirm, reaffirm, and confirm them. And I mean, listening to podcasts like yours, I mean, that helps along the way too. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Well, I'm going to share uh, that link to pre-order the copy of that book that's coming out April 2nd. I'll update all of you in the uh, audience here when that goes live, but be sure you grab a copy of that book. Brandon, for people out there who want to learn more about you, who want to follow along on your journey, where's the best place they can go? Yeah, man. So I'm on, uh, I have three different ways people can follow me. Um, we have on Instagram, it's Brandon Goslin 2032 And I'm sure we'll be able to post this on their website so they can follow Absolutely. it and have access to it. Um, but on Facebook, I am under the, my page is The Aspirational Storyteller. That is my motivational speaking page. And then I have my website, which I'm working on right now. So there is something up right now, but it's not 100% complete. But you can still go there um, and see my story that's on there, that video. And it's brandongoslin.com. And you can book me um, for speaking events, whether it's high school, college graduations, or whether it's a keynote speaking for your next event or leadership camps, whatever it is. That's another way that they can get a hold of me. Absolutely amazing. Everyone, be sure that you follow Brandon on Instagram, Facebook. Visit his website, brandongosling.com. I'll share even that five-minute video, which is just a little snapshot of his life. But I can tell that I know you listening have gotten huge value out of this podcast. So be sure that you follow along on Brandon's journey. He's doing absolutely amazing things. And now, Brandon, the way we end the show here on The Daily Grind is I'm going to give you the floor and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience the thought of the day, okay? So one thing or one thought that we can all go home with today. For sure, man. And I repeat myself for reasons. I'm going to repeat this quote that I mentioned earlier um, because it, it can change your life if you really meditate on it and you really ponder the meaning behind it and how it can apply to you. And that was a quote I said from Steve Jobs. When you realize that the people who are changing our world, the people that are influencing our society every single day are no smarter than you, I mean, then you'll realize that you can do just the same. And man, that's it. That's the quote. Just really it. ponder and meditate on that. And 
It'll, it'll propel you, man. It really will. <laughs> absolutely. I absolutely love it. And as you can see from this interview, everyone, success is driven by passion, hunger, and today, having aspirations. Everyone has to overcome obstacles. Everyone has a story. Start building yours today. Today, we had the chance to speak with the amazing Brandon Goslin. Brandon, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule there and coming on the show here with us today. Hey, man, it was an absolute honor for you to have me on here. The pleasure was all mine. Everyone, if you liked today's episode, you found value in it, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Please leave us a comment. Share it with your friends. Until next time, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. In life, we all encounter obstacles, and those obstacles come in all different shapes, sizes, and forms. The question is, how do we handle those obstacles? Do we attack them head on, or do we allow them to make us quit? Welcome to the No Quit Living Podcast, where we aim to motivate and inspire listeners to never give up on themselves, their dreams, or their goals. We will interview successful people from all walks of life as they share their no quit stories when they had the choice to give up or give in, but they didn't. We thank you for listening, and we hope to be that jolt of positivity as you go for your greatness. Welcome to episode number 181 of the No Quit Living Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher J. Worth, and today's theme of the day is being blessed. Our quote of the day comes to us from Henry Ward Beecher. The unthankful heart discovers no mercies, but the thankful heart will find in every hour some heavenly blessings. Today's episode is sponsored by the good people over at West Fair Communications, who publish the Westchester County Business Journal and the Fairfield County Business Journal. These newspapers do a wonderful job in covering all aspects of the business world within two of the most influential markets in the New York metropolitan area. You can also take advantage of their daily news feeds, which keep track on the companies and thought leaders in these important regions. For more information, take a look at www.westfaironline.com. Trust me, once you start reading, you won't quit. It's my pleasure to bring you today's episode. Our guest has been dealt with his fair share of challenges and obstacles, yet he remains positive and knows that he is truly blessed. Today, Brandon Goslin shares his story where literally he was knocked down and out to the point where his friends thought that he was dead. However, he got up and he continues to pay it forward each and every day. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Brandon, I'd like to welcome you to the No Quit Living podcast. Hey, how's it going? I appreciate you being here. So the first question we ask everybody is, are you ready to bring it today? Hey, man, let's get it going. Let's get it going. So the number one objective of our show is to motivate and inspire our listeners to never give up. And I know you have a great no-quit story of your own. And I was wondering if you wouldn't mind just sharing that with our listeners. Yeah, so just kind of give you a quick overview. I grew up in um, a town of 150 people. Uh, come from humble beginnings, where my first house I lived in with my family was one bedroom, and there I have three siblings and a mom and dad. So there's six of us in that one bedroom. Um, I was able to uh, be 
mildly successful in high school. I was one of the top 10 basketball players in the state of Oklahoma for class B, and I was lucky enough to be valedictorian in my class. Um, but things kind of changed for me nine days after high school where I was in a severe ATV accident. Uh, just imagine being in Oklahoma 1130 at night. Uh, a couple of friends were riding four-wheelers and out of nowhere going 55 miles per hour while wearing a helmet, I collided with a deer. And man, it was rough. I'll tell you what. I, uh, one of my friends, he came over and he noticed a couple things. One, that a huge gash in the side of my face where uh, blood was just pouring out and I almost lost my left eye. He noticed that I wasn't moving. More importantly, he noticed I wasn't even breathing. And he's like, guys, I'm pretty sure Brandon's dead. Of course, he wasn't that that calm and collective, um, but for the sakes of the story, he was. Uh, <laughs> but um, I woke up nine days later in the hospital, and I came to the understanding that I was now at a third grade mental capacity and hardly having the ability to walk. Um, my life was turned completely upside down. I went from being, you know, Mr. High School, per se, in high school tour. Now I was at Mr. Hopeless. My life was completely turned upside down. Uh, doctors were saying, Brandon, you know, you're not going to be, or sorry, they said, Brandon, you need to take it easy. Um, your life's never going to be the same. Uh, we're just not too sure if you're going to be successful with all the things that you had going on that you wanted to do and what you wanted to accomplish. They said, just take it easy. And I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you, my man. Um, I, I'm not a superhero. Uh, I'm, I'm an everyday guy and I, I accepted that man. I'll be honest with you. I, I Chris, I accepted the fact that my life was never going to be the same. Um, I was finally released from the hospital to go home about a month later after being in the hospital. And I, um, I was trying to find motivation, Chris, Chris, I was trying to find inspiration or something to get me going because I was down in the dumps, man. Uh, it was, it was, it was one of the most challenging times of my life. And I finally came across a quote and this, this was the game changer. This was, you know, the fork in the road. This was the pivot point. And this, this, the quote was by Steve Jobs and it pretty much said this, when you realize that the people who are changing our world, the people who are influencing our society every single day are no smarter than you, then you will realize that you can do just the same. And Chris, I, I took English. I understood that you included me. So I made the determination that night that I was going to go to the University of Oklahoma three short months after being pronounced dead and waking up to a third grade mental capacity and hardly have the ability to walk. If I failed, I failed. I did not care. I was not going to live the rest of my life in regret. And I, I got I got to University of Oklahoma, and I thought I was doing good. I was getting in my tutoring. I was working diligently in my studies, uh, going to office hours for the professor. And every single day, I was in the gym trying to regain my physical ability. And midterms come around, midterm grades come around. I think I'm doing decently. However, I noticed something on my report card, and it was this. Chris, I was failing a class. Now, I want your audience to understand that I've never failed a class in my life, uh, let alone even get a B. So this was a complete transformation for me and a complete realization that my life really was different. So I did some research. I did some research on my brain scans, did some research on what it's like to, to go through something, what I went through, and I found this out. I found out the night of my accident, whenever my face came into con contact with a concrete that night going 55 miles per hour, a blood vessel had burst in my brain, and it was right by my basal ganglia. And your basal ganglia controls four main things in your life, Chris. It controls your voluntary movement, your cognitive capacity, your learning capabilities, 
but in your memory. So it, it controls those four main things in your life. So everything that we use to function in the day-to-day life was hit for me. And I essentially, this is what the doctors put it. They said, they said, Brandon, whenever you have a severe traumatic brain injury like you had, sometimes you essentially get a new brain, which is what I had. So I had to relearn how to think. I had to relearn how to memorize. And Chris, I had to relearn how to learn. So I pretty much had a whole new brain I had to relearn while in college. And through just, you know, putting it in the grind and, and working every single day as much as I can, you know, never giving up, um, during that process, I was able to go from failing at midterms to a 4.0 GPA at the end of the semester. And just fast forward to where we are now, uh, Chris, I was able to graduate college on time in the four years, um, just like everyone else. I was able to graduate summa cum laude and a college athlete. Um, I, I'm partnered um, with some incredible people. Two of my partners include former partners of Steve Jobs, um, a guy who used to run a billion-dollar company, um, a, a gentleman who used to won, who used to run a campaign for a winning uh, president of, of the United States of America. So, I mean, I've been blessed with a lot of great mentors who are now business partners, and it's just incredible what you can truly do when you realize that from like what Steve Jobs says, when you realize that the people who are changing our world and influencing our society, they really are no smarter than us. I mean, we can really do the exact same thing. And it's pretty incredible when you, what you can do when you start to really encompass that and meditate on that and realize that's really who you can be. Well, you know, I've, I, as we said, and as I spoke about before we went live, I, I knew your story and you were actually introduced to me by a good friend of mine, Colin Morgan. And I, don't think you can really appreciate somebody's story when you see it on a video and I saw your video before we connected and I just think your story is is really remarkable in so many ways but I loved how you touched on twice the Steve Jobs quote in the sense that nobody out there is, is smarter than us. Um, I wanted just to ask you a question, Brendan. When yeah. you were going through those tough times in, in college after your after your accident, what is it, obviously it was that first quote that, that got you started, but when you got to the point of of failing midterms, what got mm-hmm. you to keep going? Was it things that you were reading, things that you were putting in front of your videos? Was it audio? What, what kept you going each and every day? Yeah. Yeah. So like this, I, I didn't realize it at the time. Like this is where my mindset was, but reflecting now, five and a half years later, this is kind of what was going on. I, I for some reason, after I came to that conclusion from hearing that Steve Jobs quote, I never had self-pity. Um, during this process of, of, of um, like the two years after that during recovery, I never had self-pity. I never said, oh, poor me, boo-hoo. You know, I have all this stuff. I have these mental and physical disabilities and these ailments that I had to deal with. You know, oh, poor me. I never, for some reason, I don't know how or why, but that never happened. Instead of having self-pity, I had self-compassion. And I realized that, you know what? I am facing these different challenges in my life. I have these obstacles that I'm faced with, but I'm not the only one. It would be selfish of me to think that I was the only one going through something, going through a physical ailment or a mental disability or anything in those capacities. You know, I, for some reason, I don't know how, but I was just I was able to understand that I'm not the only one doing this and I'm not alone. And I, I made sure that, um, that I always had a support system, people to affirm me reaffirm me and confirm me and not only who I am, but who I'm going to be. And I, I mention this every time I kind of speak about this, but the, the main group, whenever I was at the University of Oklahoma, 
a support system um, was a group called the President's Leadership Class. And it's the top 100 students at the over 4,000 students at the University of Oklahoma. And uh, these students, they had no idea what I'd been through. They had no idea that I had an accident three months before going to college and all this other stuff. They were just well-rounded, great people who kept me accountable, who pushed me, who loved on me, who supported me. And just having those people who can support you, who can be realistic with you, who can help you strategize and push you to your aspirations in life, like that was so important, just having that self-compassion, but also having that support system to help affirm, reaffirm, confirm not only who you are, but who you're going to be. No, I, I love that. And, and I think it's so important that you touched on the people within your support system. One of the things we often talk about is the importance of who's in your corner and who's on your bus. So I think that goes hand hand in hand with that. So I wanted to ask you, Brandon, if you had to define yourself, but you could only use one word, what word would you choose? Blessed. Um, n- 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 nothing to, uh, uh, I guess, I don't know if that's what you're looking for, but I see every obstacle or challenge that I've been able to go through as a blessing. Um, because I've seen so many great things come out of these these obstacles and challenges, you know, from my physical disability, mental disability, all this accidental stuff that that happened. Um, I see it as a blessing. And I think whenever you see the bad things, quote unquote, in your life, and you see them as opportunities for you to improve or opportunities to use those down the road because you built skills dealing with and overcoming those things, that's when you can really start to move forward. Um, so I would say bless is the one word to describe me. No, I, I definitely I definitely think when you have those obstacles and challenges, you need to look at them as your next or your biggest or your best opportunity. So I, I totally agree with that. So I wanted to ask you a question. If you had a mentor that's in your life, you mentioned a couple, but are you mentoring others as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm actually... Uh, so I, I, I was uh, lucky enough and had the, the great opportunity to intern at the White House. And... Um, I actually met uh, a fellow intern that interned on the same administration as me here at uh, Boca Raton, Florida, at Florida Atlantic University, where I'm getting my MBA. He's still in his undergrad, um, but he's he's working on a project, and I'm kind of helping men- mentor him through that. So I definitely believe in not only having mentors, but also getting yourself a mentee because it really helps you build skills in that aspect. So he's he's a driven fellow. Like this guy's an electrical engineer, and he. He's, he's done stuff with uh, presidents of other countries and led huge organizations and stuff. Like, this guy is really impressive, so I'm lucky just to be his mentor. But uh, he's also not only a, a mentee, but a good friend now. No, I think that's awesome. And some, something that we often touch on is the concept or the idea of paying it forward. And I think that's what mentors do. And I believe myself that I've been so fortunate to have some amazing people that have been there for me. And, and some of them, and what I love, uh, Bob Berg, who's a best-selling author, has a quote that he says – the idea of drive-by mentors. And at first, I didn't didn't understand what it meant by it, but what it means is that you have all different mentors in your life, and you're also mentors, and and you have mentees as well, and some of them might just be for a little short period, and some of them, like you just mentioned with yours, might become and turn into friends or business opportunities. But I think it's really important when you look at or think about the idea of being a mentor and having a mentee is thinking about paying it forward, because the reality is everybody, yourself included, has had other people that helped them along the way. Oh, a hundred percent, Chris. And it's funny that you mentioned Bob Burke. He's actually one of my friends. Um, I met him through one of my uh, mentors, and he he actually gave me a review on my website, BrandonGoslin.com. And it's he's a pretty cool guy. I'll tell you that. That's so funny, Bob. Bob's 
he's a he's a great guy. When we can touch on touch on that after the recording, but I wanted to switch lanes for a second and ask you if you could have dinner with anybody, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Yeah, this uh, this is a simple answer for me. It, it's like, maybe um, not expected by your audience, um, but it, it's it's my my parents. Um, every, every, I mean, my parents are still with me, but they live in Oklahoma and I live in Florida. But my mom and dad, because they're the ones that had probably the most profound impact on my life. And I want to spend as much time as I can and just show them that everything I do isn't for me, but for them. Because I want to show them that they were outstanding parents. Because, I mean, they, they grew up where no one in my family either side ever went to college. I was the first one in my family either side to go to college and then graduate with a four-year degree. And so, like, just to show them that all their hard work they've been putting in their entire lives to build four children, like, it's paying off. And, like, even though they come from, you know, my, my mom was eating turtle soup, when at like, literal turtles whenever she was young. And my dad was eating potatoes off of the stovepipe that kept their house warm in the, in the middle of, of the night there in Massachusetts. Like, they came from nothing. And I want to show them every single day and remind them and thank them that their hard work is is I, I appreciate it for one, but two, it's making an impact not only on their son, but um, everything that I'm able to do and an honor to do in like helping whenever, whenever I go do my motivational speeches, whether at colleges, universities, leadership camps, uh, high school graduations, you know, um, just showing them that they really made a profound impact in this world. No, that's awesome. And it leads me into my next question is what does the word or the concept pay it forward mean to you? Pay it forward means... Uh, Quit being self-centered uh, and, and think about others. It, not only is is it smart to pay it forward and not think about yourself from just like a spiritual and personal aspect, but the if if you want to talk about business, um, that's where the market is going. People no longer um, want want to have someone just do a service for them. They want someone to have do a service for them and provide value and, and to, to go above and beyond because there's so much competition out there. The one thing that's setting people apart is their ability to pay it forward or their ability to to do great things in addition to the services they provide. Like whether that is, you know, being an IT guy who helps support an orphanage in Kenya, whatever it is. When people realize that you're paying it forward um, and helping people in other in other areas and other industries, your customers notice that. And your customers appreciate that, and that's what they're looking for. No, I love that idea, and I love that question. It's it's so important to to pay it forward to others. Before we went live, you you shared some exciting news about a book. I wanted to ask you if you wouldn't mind touching on that for a minute. Yeah. So back in January of 2018, I got a random phone call by a gentleman named Jim DeFelice, and some of you, some of the listeners may know him as the author director of the movie and book American Sniper. Uh, he, he gave me a call. He's like, is this Brandon Goslin? I'm like, oh, yes, sir. Who's this? He's like, this is Jim DeFelice. I, I wrote American Sniper. I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah, that's who I am. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, what can I do for you, sir? And he's like, well, uh, me and Taya Kyle, the, the widow of the main character in American Sniper, we're writing a new book together. And it's called American Spirit. And it's about 30 individual uh, individuals, uh, 30 Americans who have overcome incredible obstacles and are really look and are really trying to pay back to the society or make their their community better, their nation better, whatever it is. And we came across your your story that that five minute video that was floating around Facebook by the Jimmy Rain Foundation, and we would like to feature you in our next book. 
And I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah, yes, sir. I said, well, man, that's that, that, well, I mean, that was humbling. You know, I mean, I was starstruck just having this guy call me out of random. Um, but the book is coming out April 2nd of 2019. So this year, not too far away, you can pre-order it now on Amazon and any other like Google Play books and all that other stuff. You can get it right now. Um, but yeah, I'm excited and honored to be in that book and just be, to be mentioned in the other names that are in there. No, that's awesome. If you could magically snap your fingers and be one year from now and you could have accomplished any one thing, what would you like to have accomplished? Um, it, the thing that I would have accomplished in one year, I wasn't expecting that question. Let me think real quick. All right, Chris, this is, this is what I want to accomplish in one year. In one year, I want to be a better person than I was a year before that. So I want to be a better person. One year from now, I want to be a better person than I am now. I want to be more caring. I want to provide more value to my customers, to my friends, to my mentors, to my family. I want to be more present and I want to show people I care because I notice, because I, I have meetings with billionaires and hundred millionaires and like politicians all the time. And one of the things that I've noticed the most effective ones and the people who are the most successful is they truly care. And if I can embody that and work on that more and more, that's what I want to do if I can set my fingers in one year and to have accomplished. Just be a more, uh, or I guess a better person. Simple as that. No, it's a great, it's a great answer. And I, I love how you said the most successful people truly care because I think when you really do care about others, it comes back to you tenfold. So I wanted to just ask you, Brandon, what's the best way for our listeners to connect with you or to follow you? Yeah, there's three different ways they can, they can connect with me on Instagram. It's, Brandon Goslin 2032 and on Facebook my Facebook page is the aspirational storyteller and that goes back to my motivational speaking and then my website brandongoslin.com and I'm sure we'll have these on a website or somewhere where they can follow see this stuff on your Yep we'll have uh, we'll have the links for that and then last question Perfect. before we let you go wanted to ask if you have some parting words you'd like to leave with our listeners yeah, so I, I repeat things on purpose because I've noticed from some of my mentors that they repeat things to me on purpose is because they want me to really understand and embody the idea. And I'm just going to repeat that quote by Steve Jobs, Chris, if you don't mind. And it goes like this. When you realize that the people are changing our world, the people that are influencing our society every single day are no smarter than you, then you will realize that you can do just the same. And Chris, that's that's what that's my parting words per se. I think it's I think it's great that you touched on the fact of repeating things because successful speakers, authors, they do that often because when you really believe in something, a lot of times people need to hear it a second or third time. So Brandon, listen, my man, I truly, truly appreciate your time. Definitely look forward to to checking out the book that comes out again on April second. And I hope we can definitely stay in touch. And thank you so much for for being a guest on our show. Hey man, it's an honor for me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to episode number 181. Although we might not all experience a no-quit story like Brandon, the reality is that we all get knocked down. Only nine days post his high school graduation, Brandon was dealt with quite a blow, physically, emotionally, and mentally. Not being one to give up, Brandon had to relearn many skills, attributes, and some very basic things that he had learned many, many years before. Throughout this challenging time and after, Brandon continues to see every single obstacle and challenge as an opportunity. He knows that he is truly blessed, and he pays it forward.
My question to you today is very simple. What are your blessings? What areas, opportunities, or people in your life should you appreciate more? When you have a tough day or a rough morning, don't hang your head or say, woe is me. Instead, be grateful for your blessings and continue to pay it forward. As you go for your greatness today, I challenge you to remember those blessings. Be grateful for who you are, what you have, and those opportunities that are coming your way. And lastly, to our listeners, thank you. We truly appreciate your time, and we hope our episodes inspire you to keep on attacking life and never giving up. To quote Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, it's always too early to quit.